0: Greetings and welcome to Albert Camus Radio. This is another fascinating address given by Gina Breen to the Albert Camus Society at their annual meeting in 2021. These meetings were conducted over Zoom, so they were very easy to capture by Albert Camus Radio, but I'm excited to announce as the sessions for the Albert Camus Society go live again in 2022 we will be face-to-face and I will also be able to record all these valuable addresses which are the cutting-edge research in Camus studies. Enjoy this discussion.
1: Official literary publication before his death in 1960 And it is a collection of six short stories published in March 1957, three years into the Algerian war and seven months before he received the Nobel Prize in Literature. In his famous acceptance speech, which he dedicated to his former teacher, Louis Germain, Camus addressed the Algerian situation by discussing the role of the writer and the importance of truth. He communicated his belief that the writer has a social duty and he said he felt writers are committed to bear witness to history. At a press conference, following the award ceremony, an Algerian journalist questioned Camus on the Algerian revolution that was taking place at the time and his response was famously misreported as I believe in justice, but I will defend my mother before justice, which was then misunderstood as his uh, support for French Algeria. So according to Neil Foxley in Albert Camus the new mediterranean culture um, from uh, 2010 Camus said at this moment you know what he actually said was you know the literal translation um bombs are being thrown into the trams of algiers my mother may then find herself in one of those trams if this is justice then i choose my mother So today um i <sighs> because of time, I will only be able to discuss two of the, the short stories uh, in the collection, but both of which are set in Algeria. Um, I also uh, wanted to, so I'm talking about La Femme à uh, the adulterous woman, and l'hôte the guest or the host. Um, but I also, um, you know, in the article, uh, we'll talk about Le Mouets. So um, they are all set in Algeria and demonstrate uh, the moral dilemma of the colonial situation. And they are vital to our understanding of Camus mythopoetics and evolution of Pienoar identity. So despite the decade and a half in between, I argue that these stories begin where L'Etranger ends with respect to Camus French Algerian mythopoetics. These stories reflect his personal and professional ambivalence as they echo his public silence Which lead to his condemnation of violence on both sides, resulting in his eventual opposition for independence. As the title uh, of the collection suggests, Camus' dilemma surrounding his Algerian identity still exists. He must must then exploit his insider and outsider French-Algerian status, because it is this duality that allows Camus to mythologize the dystopic Algerian spaces as he both complicates and legitimizes piano identity through the themes of self-exile, silence, solitude, and unproductiveness. Um, so beginning with uh, La Femme Adul- Adulte, that opens the collection, um, the protagonist is a woman named Janine who is married to Marcel, uh, a merchant. Urban dwellers, we meet them as they travel south together on business, Leaving the luxuries of city life behind, uh, we witness their first encounter with the harsh Algerian countryside. The story is told in the third person, but Janine's point of view remains the focus of the story. The adultery in the title is symbolic. It refers to Janine's spiritual self-awareness that arrives at the end of the story, but more specifically, it refers to her true desires that are never realized, remaining fantasies throughout the story. Although Janine eventually accomplishes her desire for freedom when she temporarily escapes from her hotel room in the middle of the night, she remains incapable of voicing her true opinions. Janine's metaphorical adultery arises from her unfortunate position in French Algerian society, and her adultery symbolizes her pianoir displacement and trapped existence. This story which opens the collection is important because Camus alludes to colonialism and calls attention to the differences of gender, commenting on the roles attributed to men and women in a patriarchal society, as well as the estrangement in marriage and to physical surroundings. By concentrating specifically on the life experiences of a French Algerian woman, Camus circumvents the traditional myth of the petit bourgeois protagonist, or even the pauvre colon, Uh, which is represented by her husband, Marcel, the salesman. At first glance, the protagonist in this story differs significantly from those we observe in L'Etranger. Not only does the story focus on the female character, but through his presentation of Marcel and his occupation as a traveling salesman, Camus demonstrates how the financial standing of Pierre Noir has become more precarious during the war. Their Their journey together Throughout the harsh Algerian landscape highlights their modest lifestyle, but it also shows how they are isolated from others who share their social and cultural status. They are isolated from their community and from each other. On the surface, the couple and the story seem insignificant. Janine and Marcel are ordinary people. But when we take a closer look, it is apparent that Camus uses realism and the banality of their existent, existence to tell a much more somber tale about French Algeria. Janine and Marcel's marriage difficulties echo the Algerian situation at the time of writing. Janine is trapped in her marriage as piano are trapped in Algeria and as Arabs have been colonized under French rule. Janine and Marcel's relationship is based on need. She married Marcel, not because she loved him but because he loved her and needed her. Um, Surrounded by expectations and obligations, Janine lives in relative silence. She is incapable of speaking her mind. She does not dare argue with her husband or speak to the others with whom she shares a common space. She is completely alone and Camus capitalizes on Janine's lack of affinity with both her husband and the Arabs to establish the condition of the piano that will reappear throughout the collection. Camus descriptions of Algerian land, the kingdom verge in the collection title, do not present Algeria as the Mediterranean utopia he discussed in speeches or presented in publications from previous decades such as L'Anvers et L'Androis from 37 or Nos from 1938. Um, In fact, Camus has shifted entirely from the mythology associated with L'École d'Alger and describes Algeria as a dystopia. The beach scenes, are filled, um, sorry, beach scenes filled with descriptions of heat and sunshine as seen in L'Etranger are non-existent in La Femme Adulterre. Um Janine and her husband, Marcel, share a bus ride in the Sahara Desert with Arabs. And this 1957, uh, you know, depiction of Algeria is the direct antithesis of um, Camus 1940s Algeria. Taking place during the sandstorm, The setting is cold and harsh in terms of climate but also in terms of life the environment seems arduous the weather was cold sorry quote. the weather was cold suddenly the wind was distinctly heard to howl and the gritty fog became even thicker yet the bus had only uh the bus left only at dawn from the cold railroad line for two hours in the cold morning it had been advancing on a stony desolate plateau end quote Camus' use of climactic contrast helps reinforce how aspects of Marceau's advantageous French-Algerian status um, and absurd conditions are unimaginable in this environment. Told through an omniscient re- narrator, we see Janine and Marcel sitting back, sitting, sorry, sitting beside each other on the bus. Not only does Camus compare Marcel to a mythological creature, but he also presents him as a sullen one who is oblivious of the cramped conditions of the bus in which they are making the journey. Marcel's statement, quel pays, what a country, may be read as a curse in Algeria. These first two words of direct speech in the story confirm Marcel's place in this society as someone who does not belong and someone who is not pleased with his surroundings. His blatant dislike for Algeria and Arabs makes him comparable to Raymond in L'Etranger. Marcel's remarks and size and his lack of tolerance for another religious group are evident by his critique of the Quran. Um, he is also controlling of Janine and generally critical of um, the place. as like he also comments on the diet um, as well. But Camus uh, uses Janine and Marcel's thoughts and interactions to identify and reinforce certain colonial myths. For example, their aforementioned conversation, which is dominated mostly by Marcel's point of view, this is in the restaurant, um, conveys a European stereotype of Arabs and the religion in stark contrast to this repre- representation of Pien Noir, Kimu also uses Janine um, independently to defy the traditional colonial myth and demonstrate once again the complexity of Pianoir because she is not a tourist, she is a resident, yet she is still uncomfortable and feels out of place adhering to the traditional European or Pianoir like lifestyle and diet. So in addition to the uncomfortable bus journey, uh, Janine and Marcel's marriage is an allegory for the colonial relationship. And I quote, 25 years were nothing for it seemed to her only yesterday when she was hesitating between an independent life and marriage, Camus, end quote. Camus further complicates these intra-colonial, so within French Algerians and inter-colonial between French Algerians and Arabs, the relationships by the fact that Janine and Marcel do not have any children. The fact that Marcel and Janine do not reproduce forces Janine to question her past and her future. Quote, what would she have done at home alone? No child. Wasn't that what she lacked? She didn't know. She simply followed Marcel. End quote. But undeniably, this episode shows the inadequate future that lies ahead for Algerian citizens, specifically French Algerians. Without children, there is no continuity, no permanent attachment to place, it also symbolizes the lack of harmony among the people of this nation, even those on the same side. It portrays Algeria as a barren land, inhospitable to new life, or certainly a place where life is difficult and temporarily suspended, at least on the outside, and as a woman, Janine is presented as more vulnerable and at risk in the colonial situation. Many Pierre Noir were leaving Algeria at this time, opting for exile in France during the war. As a woman, and particularly as a childless woman, Janine lies on the fringe of both colonial French society and Arab-Algerian society. In some respects, she is an intermediary and Camus places her between Arabs and the Frenchman on the bus. Colon- <laughs> colonialism reduces or erases some of Janine's power because of her femininity. She was duped by the false promise colonialism presented, quote, she knew this kingdom had been eternally promised her and yet it would never be hers, never again, except in this fleeting moment, end quote. The role of Janine then is to highlight the truth about pianoir society. At this critical time during the Algerian war, Janine represents the seriousness of the pianoir predicament in a way that it is not possible, accurate, or even appropriate with a character that shares similarities with Marceau. Camus only wants us to compare Janine to Marceau as they are both strangers in this land, uncomfortable and displaced by their personal desires. Camus presents Janine's yearning for the past through her collection recollection of youth. As she remembers her body and her earlier happy days of marriage, Camus mythologizes Algeria's colonial past as positive, but the present tells a much more somber tale of Algeria. Myth collides with Janine's memories in the present day to form what is known as nostalgia, a term that was invented by a French Algerian poet named uh, Mar- Marcello Fabri in 1938. Um, Fabri's poem, "Nostalgia," which describes the physical longing for Algeria uh, by someone who now lives in France may explain Camus' experience at his time of writing It is ex- it, it, as it expresses a longing for the past and an Algeria that no longer exists. Uh, while Janine does not expressly yearn for Europe, she simultaneously and contradictorily longs for another Algeria and tries to affirm her status within the Pien community. Janine hopes to gather her sense of belonging in Algeria as she achieves this, and she achieves this by evoking the concept of no- nostalgia through her sightings or her imagination, which typically involve descriptions of people or illustrations of the landscape. Camus strengthens Janine's appreciation for Algeria and the nature that it has to offer, but it also convinces us of her unhappy and childless marriage and the dire situation in Algeria. It is important not to define this story or this collection in relation to Camus other publications. However, there are both similarities and differences between L'Etranger and La Femme Adulterre that uh, uh, demonstrate Camus use of myth and the evolution of the Piennoir identity. The stories relate to one another in that the protagonists in both find themselves estranged in French Algeria, but the difference here is that Janine actively reflects on her situation and seeks answers for her position and the future of Algeria, where Marceau does not do this in, um, which Marceau does not do in uh, L'Etranger. So perhaps the biggest difference between Janine and Marceau's existences lies in their sense of belonging to the Algerian nation and their relationships with their fellow French Algerians and Arabs. Janine exists only among the French men, her husband, Marcel, and the French soldier, also on the bus. The others ignore her presence. There is a heavy silence that affects everyone in the story, even among the Arabs in the bus. Silence is reflected in the masking of the Arabs and Pierre Noir mutinous. While the outside forces, uh, or, sorry, with the outside forces, Camus alludes to the many outside voices commenting on the political situation. He also continues to problematize the way in which pianoir identify Arabs. So the 15 year gap in publication between L'Etranger and La Femme Adulterre and the use of a female protagonist enable Camus to highlight cautiously changes that have taken place in Algeria. Camus' physical descriptions of Algeria also reveal the transformation of his mythopoetics. Camus' depiction of Janine as a woman is complex and contradictory. She personifies Pianoire Algeria through her attachment to Marcel, as well as her distance from him. She looks back on a time when she was young and happy in Algeria. She is now old and finds herself stuck, torn between loyalties, and she must accept her fate. Just like Algeria, Her power and her dreams are dwindling, um, or their dreams as in the couple. Um, Janine's uncertain future in terms of marriage, financial stability and freedom parallels the future of her PNR compatriots in uh, Algeria. Janine and Marcel's passive nature uh, and complete lack of heroism have replaced Marcel's refusal to lie. As as Janine questions her role as Marcel's wife and her presence on this trip, Camus indicates the dreaming of the past has no use. It is truly now. The reference to Janine's adulterous moment at the fort um, could be an example of the absurd. As she climbs to the top of the fort to enjoy the nice view of the desert, something stirs inside her. When she goes back alone the second time, the more intense and thus adulterous episode, We become aware that her adulterous cry is one of someone who yearns for freedom, but she feels a profound need to release herself from these confines and her experience, um, that exhibits her experience or exhibits her true desires. Though Camus teases us with this whimsical, fantastic experience that does not lead to change. Uh, Despite the choices um, made in the past or the choices to be made in the future, Algeria will never be the same. The story dem- this story demonstrates how business, relationships, desires, and roots have all changed in recent years. As Camus unfolds the myth, the true myth, the, sorry, the truth becomes clear. Um, Janina Janine Marcel's ill-fated marriage, due to lack of intimacy and lack of children, echoes the relationship between uh, Algeria and France, and ultimately the failures of colonialism. Janine's attachment to Algeria is an opposition to Marcel's disdain for Algeria and Algerians. Their feelings of love or hate shall remain uh, until there is a final divorce or separation. Just as it would take up too much energy for Janine to regain her voice in her marriage, Camus implies that the same can be said for Janine's French Algerian compatriots in their fight for their Algerian home. In the end, the Pierre Noir still refuses to discuss the truth and live in denial. Um, the story ends with Janine's final utterance to her husband, n'est Rien, it's nothing. But so moving on to, um, because it's time uh, to um, Lote, the guest, um, which is the fourth story in the collection. Uh, as we read the opening lines that describe a deserted plateau, again, covered in snow, Camus brings us back to the harsh Algerian climate. We learn that after months of a drought, the, er- the area experiences a blizzard. The three protagonists of this story are a pianoir teacher named Daru, uh, who is forced by the pianoir police officer of Corsican origin, named Balducci, to host an unnamed Arab who has been charged with murder. As the narration unfolds, again in the third person, we learn that Daru must host the Arab in his small one-bedroom lodging that adjoins his classroom before delivering him to the French Algerian authorities the next day. Camus creates the myth of the pianoir by focusing on Daru, the instituteur, the schoolteacher who endures an impoverished lifestyle. Uh, we observe several examples of colonialism, and this is the first time Camus presents education as a form of colonialism, which is perhaps the most essential element uh, for the pianoir community. The irony, of course, is that Camus blends uh, the geography of France and Algeria in the opening paragraphs. So similar to La femme adultère, he presents the harsh Algerian landscape in winter and uh, evokes then France's geography. Uh, sur le tableau noir, les quatre fleuves de France. Sorry, I hadn't translated this one back, but it's um, uh, the, uh, on the blackboard, um, the four rivers of France. A land so different from Algeria in terms of natural resources. Uh, Camus emphasizes Daru's poverty. But he also compares his situation to that of other piano or Arabs who have little food to eat. Um, Daru's status as a teacher only yields him a slightly larger portion of wheat, which he then shares with his fellow piano or Arabs, it is not clear. Camus then draws a comparison between Daru and a monk who has considerable luxuries, uh, but then he contrasts Daru's poverty with his power. He shows us that Dao lives a very modest lifestyle, especially compared with Janine and Marcel, Marceau, and Ivar uh, in Les Mouets. Yet he still has considerable power over the Arab and felt like a Lord. Um, Um, His position as a teacher, however, grants him less power than Balducci, a police officer who is more representative of a colonial figure. Camus always presents a clear hierarchy within the colonial framework. Camus suggests Daru's goodwill and general sense of compassion towards the Arab, which is anticipated uh, through the title, um, and it may be a result of his Algerian birth. Um, Yeah, I'm not gonna read this whole quote. Uh, It's um, still in French, but um, Daru feels a connection with this land. We are to assume that this is not the case for Balducci, who he calls Le Vieux Corse, right, the old Corsican, Uh, contrary to the narrations discussed previously, um, Camus wants us to be aware that Daru is Algerian de Souche, so born uh, on Algerian soil. The conflict is that Daru and the Arab both belong there and have accepted their exile there. Uh, Camus Further illustrates the, this idea of origins and identity as related to the Pienoire myth by introducing the conflict between Balducci and Daru. Camus introduces two Pienoires to represent the, the colonial institution because it is twofold. On one side, there is Balducci, who believes the Arab must go to prison, and on the other, there is Daru, who believes the Arab should be welcomed and released. The binary of freedom versus imprisonment discussed in La Femme Adultaire reappears in this story, too. In stark contrast to Janine, however, Daru does not question his personal sense of freedom. He is comfortable in his isolated Algerian space. He accepts his choice. Nevertheless, Camus introduces the myth of the Pien Noir via Daru's conflict of rebellion versus obedience. Daru's difficulty arises from not having the power to ignore or disobey Balducci. Simultaneously, he is uncomfortable with the power to control the Arab's future. Daru's Daru's dilemma refers to the ambiguity of the title of the story, Lut. Lut translates as either guest or host, which supports Daru's desire to offer shelter and host his guest. But the following mention of the crime, war, and revolt complicates the situation. Camus questions the legitimacy of Daru and the Arab in this colonial schoolhouse space. Despite Balducci's advice, Daru wants to give the Arab the choice between freedom and, and imprisonment. Daru also hopes, uh, he does not have to make the decision himself. He wishes the Arab would run away. Daru is another pianoir contradiction. Like Merceau, Ivar and Janine, he is burdened with having to decide between expressing his opinion or remaining silent. This is how Camus mythologizes the pianoir predicament in L'Exil El-Avaryum. Daru exiles himself to silence by living alone. He shows empathy towards the Arab and feeds him. He tries to understand the predicament of the other if only half-heartedly or superficially. The, the problem with Camus' mythopoetics in this story is that he does not consider adequately the Arabs' crime. Certainly Camus does not devote the same attention to the murder in Lut as he does in L'Etranger. Camus focuses on the pianoir and neglects to comment sufficiently on the fact that the Arab has supposedly killed his cousin. Daru's reluctance to judge the Arab shows how the pianoir consciously chooses not to make a decision about the Arab's fate. Darrow wants to maintain his power and his uh, position as a school teacher, but does not want to speak in matters of justice. As Connie or Anderson explains in Camus and the colonial tradition, revisiting Lut, Lut provides uh, compelling evidence that the man behind the strong unequivocal public statements against Algerian independence was prey to great doubt and painful inner division about what his stance should be. Anderson believes critics have failed to address the complexity of this short story. She cites, there is evidence to suggest Camus uh, presents colonial views, but she uses his early career in journalism as evidence that Camus deplored injustice in his homeland. Um, in reference to Lot, uh, specifically, Anderson claims at first sight, Camus feels the post-colonial litmus test. In direct opposition, however, Anderson demonstrates that Camus still manages to convey the complexity surrounding Algerian independence and the imminent expulsion of the pianoir The problem is that each time Kimu illustrates the ambiguity of the situation, he invalidates the clemency uh, through unfavorable descriptions of the Arab or by exaggerating the role of the pianoir Daru and Ivar show compassion towards Arab characters, but they still condescend through their questioning of Arabs or through their inability to speak Arabic. This questioning um, you know, is also a means of, under, of trying to understand the other, but Camus' narration implies a level of judgment that threatens to negate Ivar and Darya's open mindedness and humanity. And uh, so we must remember that none of these stories um, end with resolutions, possibly because, as Susan Taro highlights, all the stories in uh, Exile in the Kingdom deal with people who do not belong in the world in which they find themselves. Similar to Marceau, the protagonists in these stories suffer from estrange- estrangement, but they are also passive, so they personify perfectly Camus' views in Algeria. They fail to react in a timely manner, and their neutrality makes them victims of their art society and also of French colonialism. They mirror Camus' personal confrontations because they all hesitate about the future, and while they imply a certain degree of hopelessness, their true inner feelings remain hidden. Thank you.
0: Okay, another very engaging talk. As I mentioned um, leading up to this episode, we will continue to produce proceedings from the Albert Camus Society and original content will start up again with book reviews, article reviews, et cetera, et cetera. So we will keep on producing quality podcasts for you. Thank you for listening.